0: Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and with me today is my good friend, my painting accomplice, Gerard Falco. Falco, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, considering we're supposed to be getting a blizzard tomorrow, we just came from a blizzard. Um, You're up in Boston, right? So, How many inches of snow do you have up there?
1: Uh, In the city? It's practically all gone. (laughs)
0: yeah i hate you so you
1: yeah yep i mean i did have to dig out my car because you know (laughs) city street parking's a thing and then the plow just kind of press it all against one side but we got a decent like six inches of snow so it's uh it's it's been fun
0: six inches really dude yeah I yeah. Got, hey,
1: that's, that's all I got. <laughs> I
0: got 18 inches sitting out in my driveway right now. Well, I'm, I shoveled. Well, I, I lie. I snowplowed. I have a snow, I have a snowblower. I, nice. I definitely spent the money on that one. And I no regrets on that purchase.
1: It's a good investment
0: uh, in the Northeast. Yeah, definitely a great yeah. investment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself uh this episode we're talking about warhammer 40k uh how familiar are you with warhammer 40k
1: i am decently familiar with it i'm well a little bit more than decent i want to say it, mm. it's uh it's been one of my really big hobbies for the past couple of years it's actually what brought us together in the first place so what better way to talk about it on the
0: show absolutely um so you're definitely into the 40k is there any other nerdy verses that are your cup of tea
1: oh many many nerd verses i you okay. know in other than forty k, you have you know like D and D stuff. I I listened to. I saw that you had some D and D podcasts. I was really into those. Yep. Um. I've been playing D and D for for years now. It's like seven seven years. So okay. I'm I'm pretty experienced in that. Okay. Like all of the online video games, like PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, PC. Like uh, jack of all trades, master of none. All right. You know what? Yeah. I,
0: I I appreciate that and respect that. Um, have you played the Curse of Strahd, by the way, D and D wise? No,
1: no, I actually played the Storm King's Thunder when I did.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. I did uh, not play Strahd. Strahd is—I'm playing that right now. It's—it's—it's
1: it's, uh, it, it, it's a blast. Be, because you like H.P. Lovecraft, though, it's a very like Cthulhu-y kind of like I, module. I, go, I heard.
0: I would go more. Uh, I would go more. It's—it's it's basically Dracula. It really uh, is. Oh, okay. I might—I might be
1: thinking of another module then.
0: That's uh Yeah. yeah I mean I, I can see some Cthulhu-esque to it, but it's more of your be more horror movies, zombies, vampires, werewolves, like all the classics. Like the classics. Gotcha. I'm, gotcha. I'm loving it. Oh, like we just yeah. got our butts kicked by a bunch of hags. So <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that is was, awesome. Like it was almost a total party kill. It, it, the the uh our, our DM pulled his punches at the last second, and God bless him for <laughs> it. Nah, you know, you, you got to keep
1: it interesting. You got to keep it interesting. <clears throat> he
0: he made sure to know that he was in charge. He he goes, "You live because <laughs> I allow you to live." And we're like that's fair. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you got to have fun.
0: But this isn't a d and D episode, Jerd. Nope,
1: nope. This it is, is not
0: a. This is a uh, Warhammer 40k episode. We need to get into Warhammer 40k. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there. So. Here's the thing, and, and you and I discussed this off-camera. Uh, and While I'm on camera, you're on via phone. Um, eh, it's, it's a hard subject to discuss. It, it really, is
1: vast. It, it is, is so vast.
0: And what I find interesting about it, that it's so difficult, is because I've discussed D&D. And it seems like Dungeons & Dragons, uh, H.P. Lovecraft even a bunch of other of the fandoms they're much more linear is i think it's a word i'm looking for Mm. they're 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 very streamlined straight with how the subject goes who's the bad guy who's the good guy and how you do everything yes this universe
1: everyone is bad
0: yeah everyone is bad everyone is bad and everyone is good and everyone is right and everyone is wrong and it's so much gray area to everything that it's, it's, it's very difficult to discuss. So I think one
1: of the lines from a, an inquisitor is there is no innocence, just varying degrees of guilt. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the best way to put it.
0: I like that. Do you know which yeah. one said that?
1: Oh, God. I, I know it's not like one of the big ones. Uh-huh. It's, um, I think it's from not, uh, the dawn of war. It's, it- from one of the, like the the video game ones oh, like okay. the, the video game warhammers
0: okay yeah. so so here's how i intend to do this and yep. we're gonna go we're gonna discuss from mankind's point of view from the end of the 30k universe the 30k to the 40k we're gonna go what is this game that we're very fond of yeah then Kind of discuss some of the the factions because there are a lot I think they're just general i want to say there's what thirteen to seventeen factions now because they they do add more or
1: yeah that subs- uh, down to the nitty gritty yeah you could but you could divide it between like imperium of man, all the <laughs> alien races and chaos, yeah, so
0: there's yeah we'll 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 knock it down to those three, yeah, and then we'll go into. What else besides this tabletop game there is? Because there's an RPG versions of Mm -hmm. it. There are side games like Blackstone Fortress and Space Kill Team Kill Team. Uh, There are video games galore like Space Marines and Inquisitor Mm -hmm. and Space Hulk has a (laughs) video game. Regicide. Uh, There's a lot to this and the lore is so vast for this. And the one thing I like how Games Workshop, which is the company that created this game, has dictated how everything is canon. No matter how obscene it is, <laughs> yep, everything is canon. It's yep. just whether their mentality is whether or not an inquisitor put that information to allude to something else. Yeah, because there's
1: there's it. some stuff that we that we don't know about the game that they purposefully say like. This information is classified, and you'll never know. Like there's the there's like a couple primarchs that are just redacted in Imperium lore, for the sake of being redacted.
0: We'll we'll get into that one. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I mean they did that a while back for a specific reason, but the way mm-hmm. they've approached it since then is it's pretty impressive. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into this. Absolutely. So Warhammer forty k or Warhammer forty thousand takes place in the forty thousandth year of humankind
1: yeah the 41st millennium
0: the 41st millennium um and basically we we grew into this pinnacle this golden age of science and technology and we got so advanced with our technology that we kind of got lazy and we forgot how to do things and forty thousand years in the future we're trying to figure out how we did those things we did and we've expanded across the entire galaxy for eons. We've been doing this for at least, what, 20,000, 30,000 years? Yep, they've that been doing right. Yeah. So they've been expanding. And now this, this uh, giant guy who is treated as a god uh, was trying to get everybody back to, into the... the what, what was the word that they, they used? Uh, not the womb. That is, hum- mankind. But it, it, he's trying to get all of mankind back together. And yeah, that's that's the intentions that they tell us. Mm-hmm. And they've discovered a lot of other races out there and they've discovered a lot of different things. And it's it's a bloodbath. Like there is no peace in the 41st millennium. It is there is war. only war. Yep. Yeah, there's only <laughs> war, And that is the line in the yep. grim darkness of the of uh, the far future. There is only war. Mm-hmm. And that is excuse me as i hiccup ish <laughs> <laughs> um uh there there is only war and it is it, it is this this game is based Brutal. on yeah it is so like, like like i said we were very advanced and then we failed and then we're trying to get all our stuff back and we're trying to just colonize the the galaxies and mm-hmm where we've created these superhuman creatures, creatures, they might as well be creatures. Uh, these superhumans called space Marines and we utilize them to fight our enemies because everything stands at least 10 times taller than us or is 10 times stronger than us.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Like the only thing, the only thing like the, the men, like the normal men that are soldiers, they just have mass quantities like in, in lore wise and on the tabletop, which is, cool because a lot of the things that are in the lore that are like standard you can play on the tabletop and it's very flavorful it's very diverse it's it's awesome
0: so and again yeah so the game is legitimately just about me battling somebody else and it doing it in various strategic flavors based Mm -hmm. on what you considered your good guy and that's where that whole gray area comes with the uh 40k universe is it is, it is a it's a ton of gray area, but you 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 can find so much lore into this. You can find so much information that it's 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 almost difficult to talk about. Yes, and I, I I like that. Um, so, and that's that's really in the nutshell what it is is us trying to take over the galaxy back to recover everything that is ours, and then. Everybody and rightfully else should be ours <laughs> as as they say <laughs> and everybody else thinks they're in the right doing their things yeah depending on what your faction you choose to be yeah so let's kind of focus on the faction so we're since we're talking about the imperium uh let's talk about space marines and the imperium yeah um, space imperium marines Dark. Yeah. Space so Marines ahead. are
1: the poster children of the game. Like whenever you see Warhammer 40k, you see a big, towering blue Space Marine. um Yeah, no, Ultramarines, the the Smurfs. Yeah. So you there's but in the in just in that general like term Space Marine, there's all these different chapters. There's all these different sub chapters. Like you can get a space Marine that is clad in green armor that has jet black skin that likes to flame things to death, or you can have one with a jump pack that likes to be stealthy. And you know, there's all different types of flavors all they play to their strengths. Space Marines are kind of like a Jack of all trades where they're good at everything, but they can still specialize. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool.
0: So, and just to, for our listeners sake, a, a chapter is like a division, and oh, um, yes. so each so there's various chapters and each chapter specializes in one area they all are very very impressive but they specialize in one area um and then you have the imperial guard which are like the regular joe smoes you and i that's and, right holding and, down the
1: front line <laughs> and while
0: <laughs> you might be you're very very physically fit i am not so much <laughs> and we're about as it is the the equivalent of you being a space marine and one of my toddlers being me oh. is how <laughs> is i'm, I'm honored i'm <laughs> flattered like well if you were, well if if we were putting this into what space marines are to regular people you are a space marine and my 1 year old twins are mankind itself like the the difference yeah. is like ridiculous but they're somewhat the same pretty much um, so it, those are some of the choices in this we'll say focus on this part to just be the tabletop game part yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Xeno side, some of the factions you can choose which Xenos for alien types, which are like the orcs are the, one of the most iconic. they are,
1: are the comic relief of all of this darkness.
0: Yes, they really are.
1: And you I, just I, have to play orcs and yeah. you read about orcs and you see orcs and you laugh. They just make yeah. you laugh.
0: They are the most psychically powerful creatures in this game, but they yep. are like British Cocker <laughs> Mad Max style. Looking yeah. It's like so. Yep. It's, and it's random. The, 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 the silliness that is like they can take anything and make it work no matter what. But if you know, it's and they just everything is just junk, but somehow it works. And they're, they are the they're, tough.
1: they're the physical manifestation of I th- think, therefore I am. Yeah, no. Because there's so many of them that they all think the same way, so it just works.
0: Yeah. And then you have um, Eldar, uh, which are the Eldari, are like, they're space elves. They yeah. they're, they're a dying race. They made some major mistakes, and so there's a lot less of them. Uh, everything is very frail looking, very uh, elegant, but yes. very powerful. And oh, Extremely. And they're, they're, they're really neat. I, I like some of the stuff like the Wraith Knights that they have. <clears> and uh, their, their ships are just... It's all smooth.
1: They're very <laughs> strong when it comes to psychic ability, too. They're, yeah. they're one of the strongest psychers in, yeah. the, uh, in the galaxy.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, you have... One of the races I typically played was uh, the Tyranids.
1: Which yeah are the Nids
0: the, yeah the Tyranids the Nids are like the most alien of the alien races they are they are the purest i would say of any of the factions to choose from in this game because Absolutely. their their intent is to just eat everything they are not biased against anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> race religion gender they are the most progressive of all the races in this game everybody gets eaten equal. is it
1: biomass if yes eat it
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> that's it um and then uh, there's some other races in there and there's some other in the imperium as well yeah. however uh like i said want to just focus on some really quick things yeah. and then you get into uh chaos which yes. are uh entities that belong to the warp and i actually apologize because that's one of the things we forgot to talk about in the beginning uh, everybody uses with uh the warp pretty much for space travel it's it's a like a pocket alternate or no like it's not an alternate reality it's a sub universe the upside down if we will falco i think i lost him just a little bit and try to fix it um we had some technical difficulties during the show, which is okay. Not a big deal. It uh, but so it happens. Uh, so if Falco does sound a little bit different, you're doing it from your phone now, right? Yes. Yay. That just
1: off the desktop.
0: <laughs> Backups. So,
1: Backups. Yeah.
0: The, but we were talking about the warp, which is kind of ironic to this situation because the, the so the warp is this, uh, like I said, I, I think the upside down is the best way to put it, it is, it is, like you were kind of saying the manifestation of our emotions as creatures, not just humans. Yes. Uh, but like everything that is exists that has some type of emotional feeling, it does mm-hmm. make this place. Uh, the best way to describe it. I, I also, I think is like, you've seen ghostbusters too, right? Yes. The goo. Yeah. The, the, the goo. That's it's the emotional, angry manifestation that made this stuff. And it's just, yep ectoplasma it's so we we found shortcuts to travel through the warp uh but we can't look into it and everybody uses the warp as this traveling thing however things live in the warp and whether we call bad them things yeah bad things and they're the they aren't really demons but that's what we call them um or the unborn uh but they they are manifestations of of our emotions made physical yes. in in, in, a, in a manner of speaking. Um, and they can corrupt, they can use their powers of ill intent to corrupt those. And they did end up corrupting a large portion, at least 50% of the K, uh, the space Marines. Mm-hmm. And they call themselves the chaos space Marines. Cause yes. you know, they're clever with that. one. like, We're not space Marines. We're, Chaos Space Marines. Oh Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Very spooky. Uh, but they are uh names aside, they are savage. They yes. are nasty, nasty. And so they, they kept uh in the 30k, which was the the where the horse heresy happens, which is another can of worms of lore. Oh uh, yeah, oh, you yeah. have um they they kept the original name. So Space Marines have chapters. Chaos Space Marines have legions. Now, yes. everybody used to have legions, but when the bad guys became bad guys, they're like, you know what? We're going to have chapters because yeah. we can't be associated with them. for No, you know. we can't sound like the bad guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so they chose that and they are some, they are. Nasty, nasty, nasty. I, I
1: think it's one of the darkest sides of Warhammer is you can get into the chaos space marines and like the cultists and all that oh, kind of stuff. It is dark.
0: It it's is very dark. It, there's some there's some very darkness to it. Mm-hmm. Um so now that we kind of and we did, we lightly grazed over everything. You have yep. you could I watched videos, I was trying to make this as brief of a understanding because there are people out there that can do this so much better than you and I can uh there's a podcast that I listen to called uh forge the narrative there's also Mm -hmm. called great podcast great phenomenal guys Uh, there's also the independent characters uh Mm -hmm. games workshop even has stuff that they do so if you are interested in finding out more information after listening to this podcast I strongly 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 recommend that you go listen to the, the the fine fellows over at Forge the Narrative or Checkout Games Workshops websites, they are able to give you more in-depth details. I don't want to beat a dead horse because there's nope. so many quality ones out there. I don't need to do that. This is me getting you guys in and kind of discussing it a little bit. Um, but so the tabletop game wise, going back to our subject, uh, tabletop wise, what you're spending on a team, there's a joke. I, I don't know if you've heard this one. Uh, the reason it's called Warhammer 40k is not because it takes place in the 41st millennium, it's forty thousand dollars is what you're going to spend on the
1: hobby. <laughs> I haven't actually, have you? Yeah, it's oh. um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is a bit pricey, which is why, um, I'm glad they have like different startup games, yeah, that you can like dip the toe into putting models on the table,
0: like, like Kill Team. Um,
1: yeah, so so kill team's a good one. Um, it's just trying to get the physical like tabletop game to you know a, a standard size army that is going to run you a little bit depending on the faction you play, depending on what you're looking to do. Yeah. Um, you know, there's I, I'd say typically like a a, a well-rounded uh, now before you give
0: that before you give that number before you give that yep. number. Go ahead. Let's take into consideration that you can buy a two-player starter set, so you can split this with somebody, or oh, yeah, you can do uh, a start collecting set, which gets yeah, you they, into this. They do uh, have a
1: lot of different boxes for a lot of the factions, yeah, uh, and um, they they give you a really good price. And the uh, the the dual the dual boxes where they have some of this and then some of the whatever they're fighting at the time. It's yeah. usually Space Marines and a Xenos race, or a Space Marines and a Chaos faction. Yeah, uh, those but are super good at, uh, to get pretty into much with always friends. Always Space Marines. Always Space Marines. Like, <laughs> like I said, they're the poster children. You know, they
0: are. They're the bread and butter. They are their yeah. bread and butter. Um, so, the the average, I would say, and I, I, let's see what your number is. Uh, yeah. My number is going to be about a hundred and fifty dollars. Gets you playing the game. Yeah, that yeah. gets you a team. I, that gets you your uh, your codex if you need you know you will need it, or you can use the app, yeah. um, and get you dice, gets you some paints, it gets you everything that you need to set up for at least starting to play the game.
1: Yeah, I I definitely I, I can definitely agree with that my number was around two hundred.
0: Was it? Oh, so, it was going to be two yeah. hundred. I can yep. see that too. Um, here's why I tell people not to cringe at this number: one hundred and fifty dollars is three video games that you'll probably only play for a couple months. Yes. Uh, $150 is probably a year's worth of Magic card, well not even a year like depending on how hardcore of a player you are. Uh, some um,
1: cards are 30 30 to 50 dollars right now. Well, if you're just you
0: know? buying l- let's say you're buying a deck or a, a, yeah. a it's a, a deck costs 15-20 bucks and then booster packs $7. So yep. Most hobbies out there typically cost around this number. It's mm-hmm. just games. Warhammer 40K is one of those games where you're just investing that upfront. You're paying mm-hmm. an upfront cost. However, the time that you're going to get out of those miniatures is depending on you. Um, yeah. I have miniatures from back when I first started, which was back in 2005, so 15, 16 years old. So they're, mm. they've they been around for a minute. Um, granted, the game's been around since 1987. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Those miniatures have been around for... I have had those for a while. I also have miniatures that I've held on to for five minutes because I was like, ah, this is cool. I changed my mind. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Uh, yep. But my... My thing is, I'm lucky because I I can you know I I've done commission painting to where I can buy and sell and paint these and do whatever I want, and then mm-hmm. if I get bored of them, I go all right here you go. Um, I also have my son is into Warhammer 40k and my wife, uh, plays with me. She, she entertains me. God bless her for it too. She oh, uh, she lucky she, guy. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. Yeah, all right, I'll play. She likes the idea of it, and I show her things I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey, you should get this." And she goes, "Do I need it?" And I'm like, "Who needs these things? It's you should yeah. get it." And she goes, once versus yeah. needs." Mm-hmm. Well, I want it, and you need it. As I do, <laughs> and I'm like, "Now, all right, all right, it's three hundred dollars. No. Now we don't need to spend this on this miniature. Let's get the baby something." As I pout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, sulks away I, I pout um it's but no, it's, it's but it, it, overall, it is
1: easy to get into you know you'd only and, and especially for kill team they made it so accessible where it's like yeah you, you really only need like one box of this and yeah. then like you know depending on who you play you should really just get into you know painting and everything like that but you don't have to no i it, you know I got, I got friends that still play with gray plastic and that's okay.
0: You know, I, I, yes, it's okay. Do I think I agree with it? Not really. No, I think that's taking the lazy way out. Yes, (laughs) I can agree. (laughs) Um, I will say this though. This is, this is one of those fandoms. This, this game right here, it's, it is a hobby across the board. Because mm-hmm. it, there is the lore behind it, there's the books and stories, there's the video games, um, even the tabletop game itself is a hobby within a hobby. It's a tradition of hobbyists uh, because it is building and painting, which is yep. for me it's very meditative or meditative. It's very zen for me. Is that the word I'm well, looking for? Well, we'll go with
1: meditative.
0: Meditative. I, I, I don't I, know if that's I an like actual word.
1: Use, I like to use therapeutic.
0: Therapeutic. That's much better. Yeah. That's an actual word. So
1: <laughs> you know, just just getting that Very time. Yeah, it, to yourself it is. And you you, you make something though. You you create something. Yeah, I, and that's I, the best part.
0: And I, I post up some pictures here and there in the Instagram uh, every once in a while, but it is. It's therapeutic for me, and it it helps me out with my all any day ex- anxieties that I'm having I'm like all right here let me mm-hmm. go paint this all the stress and anxiety goes into painting and I feel better afterwards and I like yes that. not yeah. for everybody and that's okay I will yeah, say that okay. some
1: people like playing the game some people like making the models and some people oh. like play, painting that like the tabletop has this weird like a uh, triforce of you know oh, yes. aspects and then there's people who enjoy everything or just two of the
0: things so so, and so, Kill Team, which is a a sub game of Warhammer 40K, is a a way to get into. It is a sampling. Of, yeah,
1: you you um, only need a couple
0: models really. Yeah. and then they have, looking at the game wise, you have uh, standalone games
1: mm-hmm.
0: like uh, Blackstone Fortress, which is yep. a very much standalone game, uh, almost necromunda. Campaign- uh, necromunda which mm-hmm. is like the slums that's, yeah. uh, it, it's basically gang wars which sounds like oh gang wars it, it's 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 hard to describe without making it sound bad I don't even know if yeah. you're saying bad but it's just like it's one of those things that's just like gang wars in the 41st millennium and it's it's unique um, then you have uh, aeronautica that just came out mm-hmm. which is more of a Ah, uh, fighter pilot, uh, dogfights. Yeah, uh, a de- uh, titanicus, which yep, is Yep, I
1: was I was gonna say titanicus.
0: Yep, it's and then huge,
1: huge yep. mech. You know, mech titans that are supposed to be like as big as cities, and they're duking it
0: out. Yep, which is really cool. So it's basically mm. like Gundams fighting each yep. other.
1: Oh, uh, that's exact. That's a good, that's a good uh, <laughs> analogy. Gundams. I didn't think of that.
0: Um, and then you have um, uh, Apocalypse, which is large-scale battles to an extent I, I i it used to be a different it used to be just bigger games of warhammer 40k and then they turned it into its own game and i, I don't know how well it, that's gone over
1: it has gone over pretty well i has haven't uh, i I've, I've looked over a lot of the rules and, uh-huh. and uh, some of the guys and i have tried to do little little things but you okay. can't do little things it's it's this major mm-hmm. humongous game it's it's any standard game of warhammer 40k on the tabletop turned up to 11 and then you yeah. rip the knob off and throw it up
0: <laughs> you know and then so and and that's just the tabletop game size. Yes. then you have um rpgs like uh oh yeah death watch which is like a covert ops space marines uh, who get the worst of the worst missions? You have mm-hmm. Rogue Trader. Uh, yep. Some of these don't even. I mean, they don't. They still exist, but they don't exist to the way that they used to. Um, I actually
1: did play Rogue Trader with uh with EG and the crew. it's it's, oh, it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're very much. In... In Wrath and Glory is yep. another one too. Um, it's just
1: Dungeons and Dragons mixed with Warhammer, and it's awesome.
0: It, verbatim. Yep. yep. Exactly. Um and then going from there, you let's go to video games. You have oh, yep. Space Marine, uh, yep. which came out. Oh god, that's been about six, seven. Came years out easily. for the
1: Xbox 360 back in the day, so that had to be around 2010. Yeah. Nine.
0: Ooh, I want to say it's. You know, I, I don't have. Unfortunately, I don't have the date in my yeah. notes. <laughs> um, and then uh, you have uh, Space Hulk, which is actually yep. based off of another sub uh, tabletop game of Warhammer 40K that got turned into a video game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's tons mm-hmm. of video games out there. There's even ones that are Diablo-esque. Uh, yes. Inquisitor is yep. very Diablo-esque. They have ones that are like chess called Regicide. Mm-hmm. They're, they're What's really neat about this universe is there's quite literally something for everybody. And let's say games aren't your thing. Let's say you're a book person. Oh, you know all Thousands. about the books. There's thousands of books, and when I, I, I quite literally mean thousands, and you pick a faction that you like. If you like the good guys, or the, we'll say good guys, you like the humans, there are books about the regular Joe Schmoes. Uh, there's a, about these guys that are called commissars. Caiaphas Kane, he's one of my favorite ones to read about because uh, he, he's, he's this guy that's constantly getting all this glory for doing stuff and in reality, he really wasn't trying to do stuff like he has. <laughs> he has this giant tank. This, this super tank yeah. for everybody that everybody knows about. It's called like a Bane blade and stuff like yeah, that. The, yeah, and, the Baneblade. And he was fighting orcs and he was trying to get away from the orcs and he reverses backwards and falls through some ice. And there happened to be a bunch of nids down there. And he got the orcs and the nids to fight each other. And he <laughs> got his guys out of there. And they're like, wow, that Everybody was like, "Wow, that was such a great tactic. How did you know they were there?" And he's like, "What? What are you talking about? I didn't know they were there." And they're like <laughs> he goes, they're like, "Oh my gosh, look how modest he is. Give him a bunch of awards." And he's like, "Give this whatever. man a medal." <laughs> he's that literally so looking good. out for his own skin. Yeah. Uh, one of the stories, he was in the it's he was trying to avoid battle. And so he joins up with this group and he says, "We should go check out this brothel." And they're like, well why and he's like well it's a brothel it could be suspicious everybody has in their mind like there's no way he's legit about this and he goes yeah no i want to go there and they go okay fine you go do that and it turns out it was a slaneshi demon nest oh no way and he didn't know he thought he was just going to go to a brothel yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, he's, that's... he's such a great tactician. How did he know that none of us would have guessed that? He in knew something that we didn't.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So it's it's it makes me chuckle. Yeah. It's like that it's a, it's as happy as you're going to get in the in the 40K universe.
1: There is so much character in all of these stories. I I, I think the line is uh, Black Library, correct?
0: Yes, Black it's, Library it's is book. the universe yeah. books.
1: Like like their books that are all about whether it be orcs or tyranids or space marines, they will give so much personality to everything that it makes everything else. It it makes you almost want to, like, oh, you know, like these models, like I I now know these models and how they would think and act on the battlefield. It, It gets you into a lot of things. So you might not be a tabletop gamer or a video gamer to begin with if you're a book person, but it might get you into it
0: and at the end of the day i i'm guilty of collecting models just because Same. i enjoyed a book um i have a uh fulgram or fabius mm-hmm. bile model nice because i love the, the fabius bile model the new, the new one
1: that came out Yeah. oh my god so great
0: um so good and it, it's, we are a family-ish podcast we are dads with nerdy ambitions we are i'm a parent um there are kids books for the 40k universe granted Grim Darkness still happens in them. I kid you not, the first chapter, an entire planet, was killed off by Necrons. By but Necrons uh, <laughs> which are like the T six hundreds Terminators. Basically Terminators yep. of They're, these Terminators. Just think that with like glowing green guns. Um uh, but they yeah, they fought a bunch of space mar- uh, ultramarines and ultramarines died and these kids got away. And I'm like, Wow, this is such a great book for my kid. I'm glad no. he's reading <laughs> 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 I, but um which brings up a good point. Uh, like, how do you approach this if your kid is interested in this? Okay. Uh, if they are readers, definitely look at the books, uh, the kids books, Warhammer Ventures. Uh, granted, I just made them sound a little dark and they are a little dark, but they are very child more oriented. I would say around the nine, 10 age group. They're, they're absolutely fine. The uh, mm-hmm. miniatures, if you're looking at your kid is very interested in getting into this, depending on the age, I would probably get them used miniatures. Uh, they're, they're not going to really care anyways. They're going to see these things and think, Oh my God, they're awesome. Um, once they get a little bit older, uh, Ethan, he's, you know, he's about to be 10. He's building his, the miniatures now by himself. Granted, he's been doing this for a while and he had my supervision as somebody who has been in this hobby since 2005. Uh, you know, has had that experience and was able to help him. If you don't have really any modeling experience, I would try to wait around till around the nine ten age or get them stuff already built and painted. It's, um, it's not a difficult game to get into, uh, no, not at all, but it, it, it can look daunting. Uh, video games wise, there's a ton of video games out there. If they're mm-hmm. into those, sh- go for it. There's no restraints there. Um, uh, I got the hiccups now. Excuse me. Um so looking another area this is a huge milestone for Games Workshop too because they've only done one other thing with it in the the medium that they're doing is they're now doing cinematic movies and series. Yes. What which will be granted the pandemic has probably taken an effect on it. I would say maybe the end of the year, we might see some stuff. Uh, It may have to end up being until 2022 or 2023, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, But they are doing a live action movie based on an inquisitor named uh, Eisenhorn, who is, Mm -hmm. have you read his books? I have not.
1: I've read a lot of the lore in Uh like the, in the codices that you have. So they, they have these rule books for armies on the tabletop and the rule books have tons of lore. So I've I've been you know I I skimmed through those and read through those but mm. Eisenhorn is a he's awesome yes <laughs> he I I can't accurately describe him he, he's, he's the bad as, boy he's not he, as good as Han Solo but like he he's definitely a rogue he's Ooh. he's some kind of wild card yeah
0: you know. I like that I mean, he 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 is kind of like a Han Solo a little bit isn't he
1: and, I and when I say good I don't mean like like bad you know like super awesome but like good-hearted
0: yeah you know? he, he goes
1: around and does what he wants because he's, that's he's, just he's,
0: what he does yeah inquisitors are these guys that basically are like the secret police but also have an agenda to protect the people that they're also being the secret police to as well yeah <laughs> so it's it's and, a, and a they lot of immense area. amount
1: of power in they the imperial
0: yeah um and this guy, he's like the James Bond, Han Solo. You know, he is that that bad boy, roguish kind of style. Uh, very mm-hmm. stoic though, which is it's kind of funny. Um, it's and it's I think it's probably the one of the best characters they could have gone off to make a live action series uh, for the forty K universe. I think anywhere else, even as much as I would love to see like the Imperial Guard or Imperial fists. Uh, blood angels fighting uh, Tyranids, I think people would be very lost and be like this looks like StarCraft or yeah. this looks like just aliens versus you know, super space super soldiers and, which is true, but it's also, it, it's 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 hard because a lot of the stuff that people, that is already out there is based or inspired by uh, the Warhammer 40K universe. So it does yeah. make it difficult to like, hey, here's where this is. Now, because of the the way internet works now and the way that Nerdum is in its golden age, you're starting to see that people are acknowledging and understanding like, oh, this is something that's been around for a while. And what makes this really neat too is that they're also doing, they're not only are they doing a live action, they're doing an anime, they're doing a CGI yep. series as well, and they are doing the Warhammer Adventure series uh, kids ones in a cartoon as well so mm-hmm. they're covering every area that they think they can make a profit in and I commend them for it. it this has taken a lot of balls for lack of better words because for the longest time they wouldn't allow anybody else anything that's has been out there has been done by the fans yeah with the exception of the movie Ultramarine which they had a huge list of characters uh, of actors that I'm I I don't understand. <laughs> have you seen Ultramarine? I have not. Um, I recommend watching it just to see it. <laughs> like the 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 movie, I thought it was good at the time, but in reality, like the script was. Mediocre. The CGI, mm-hmm. even at the time it came out in 2010, the media was. Okay. It, so the CGI wasn't great, especially compared to what you had then. Um, and they had actors. They had great actors in it too. Uh, John Hurt was in it. Uh, okay. Uh, Terrence Stamp. Uh, he, you may know him from. I'm trying to think of movies, and I'm actually going to Google him real quick to see movies that he's been in that you would know him in. Um. And unfortunately, I'm not getting a grease. uh, Here we go. Uh, he was in Superman 2. Really? Oh, he was the mm. butler in the Haunted Mansion. Uh, gotcha. he, was in, he was in Star Wars. Really? I didn't realize he was in Star Wars. I, I mean, I'm sure I did. Uh, mm. But he's been in a lot of stuff. There's um, the one movie I was trying to think of him in. He was in Electra. I did not know that. Um, he, You know his face when you see him. Um. But they did. They had a lot of you know, God. John Hurt alone, right there, should have been quality enough. But it's, yeah, it, <laughs> um, it just, it just, eh, you know. Eh. All right, all right. That's
1: uh, <laughs> that's all right. You know,
0: take the good uh, yeah. the
1: bad when it comes to those kind of movies.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but it's the like I said, everything else out there that has been out there has been done by the fans. Yeah, and so, them. This is them taking a lot of initiative. I know the CEO of Games Workshop now. Like there has been some uh, big name switches up at the top, and they really have been listening to the fans. And I would even say, basically, when Eighth Edition started, so about four five years ago, um, they really started listening to the fans and did have been pushing out stuff left and right. Oh yeah, and so. It's been a fun experience. Um really, you know, where can you go from here? I don't know. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying all the new stuff that comes out. I really like the the idea of the movies, and I c and when they come out, I'll definitely review them. Yeah. Um
1: that would be that would be a good uh, a good review.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to see. Other than that, though, the Without going into too much more detail on a more delving in level, I really think that kind of wraps up what the 40K universe is. Do you think there is anything that we haven't covered?
1: No, oh, in terms of just the general like scope of things, I I think that pretty much sums it up. You know, you have all these games, you have the tabletop version, which, you know, between me and you, that's probably one of our biggest interests. Um, mm. There's a lot to expand on that. Um, Warhammer is a, a place where you're really only limited by your own creativity Ooh, when it comes good. to like playing on the tabletop. There yeah. are all these different models, especially if you just want to go off of what they're producing now. Games Workshop is producing beautiful sculpts, and then. You don't always have to use those, Not you know, with a little I'm going to put a little asterisk in there. There's if you actually go to a GW shop to play once everything opens, um, you know, they will request that you use the Games Workshop models. But between friends, there are some awesome like 3D printed cast, resin casts. You can wow. use so many models for so many different things.
0: And depending on the hobby shop too. I know some places are a lot more lenient. Everybody has their rules and regulations. And actually there is a a thing we skipped on and I'm actually kind of disappointed in myself because it was something that I always wanted to get was a golden dragon. So uh, (laughs) the hobby itself, so painting and building, they encourage it so much. They actually have competitions on the painting and even thinking outside-the-box levels that you can come up with. And yeah. you can actually even play the tabletop game in a professional competitive way to where you can win a decent amount of money. I mean, you're not going to be completely... Yeah, there's, there's a professional scene. Yeah, you're not going to be doing that for a living, but you can definitely at least pay for your models and not have to worry about them. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll basically pay to, you know... Those tournaments will will pay you enough to go and travel and play in other tournaments where, yeah. you know, it's especially if you have that competitive streak in you and that's what you enjoy. There's yeah. hey, there's there's there there's a scene for that in yeah. this uh, fandom.
0: And there and there are pros and cons. Yes, you get the the negatives in the gaming world. Uh, you get, but you do get the positives. Uh, it, I enjoy this hobby. I enjoy this fandom. There are certain parts. I'm not a big fan of. I don't do competitive playing anymore onto that level or go out to professional events like that. I know people that do and they love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but I encourage everyone to give this one a look. This is a really neat hobby. This is a really neat fandom. Um, it's to the same level, I, I would say it's big as big up there as, well, not as big, uh, but it is a big fandom, uh, such as like Marvel or DC, where you have so many different varieties of things out there for these fandoms now that if you look into it, if you delve in even slightly, you could probably find something that would entertain you. Uh, I whether,
1: totally agree.
0: Whether it's listening to an audible or reading a book, reading a comic, playing a video game or building a model or just collecting. There is definitely something there for everybody. And that's why I like it. So, but yeah, I I think that's a, that's a good spot to wrap up on this. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, Falco, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I greatly appreciate it. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. Yep. Um, So again, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, follow us to wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA pod. Uh, and on Twitter, we are at nerd pod. And if you ever see us on Twitch, which is not very often, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we are nerd DNA podcast. And as always, I'm Steve Pugh. And you're listening to DNA Podcast. Thank you and good night. Have a good night.